How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hi, Kate. I missed you. I know. It's been a while. It has. It's been a minute. Oof, yeah. So it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Yeah. Sorry thanks. to have missed such a fun episode, too, but... Hey, man. I love Liz. There so are many, so many good episodes ahead, so don't worry about it at all. That is true. I'm that sure is... I'm going to have to miss some big ones here and there, but... I know. We shall, we shall persevere, and we have great guest hosts. You do. Like, Liz, my fantastic wife. Yep. And Jeanette, my person. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you to Liz, who who's jumped in last week, and also to our guest uh, interview, another Liz. Second Liz, yep. Yeah, Liz Richards-Krebs from Bloody Date Night. I loved listening to it. I was like, man, we would be friends and hang out right. if she lived closer. Right? We were vibing. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all would have vibed pretty hard. But we are going to get to hang out with her because it looks like she might be coming out to our meetup next week. Yay. I can't believe it's next week. Yo, I know. Wow. Holy shit. Um, But if you are a Patreon member, you can listen to our full interview with Liz Richards-Krebs right now. And if you don't know, I'm Kate. Our lovely lovely host. And I am Caitlin, the (laughs) co-host of Hey Beautiful. That's right. So Hey Beautiful is the only podcast that is recapping every single episode of How I Met Your Mother with no spoilers. Today we're talking about the yips, where everyone has a weird and or embarrassing time at the gym, and Barney loses his mojo for a second there. (laughs) So uh, before we jump into the episode, we do have a couple little things. We just did a live stream with some of our Patreon members, which was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one of the perks every single month for a couple of our top tiers. So you can uh, join the fun if you want. It was fun tonight, too. Yeah, it was good. We uh, spilled some serious tea Mm -hmm. about uh, a little rivalry we had at the beginning of our podcast journey. Oh, that's some good clickbait. Right? At the, oof. But I mean, it was, it was unexpected, the rivalry. Yeah, and, uh, unprovoked. Pretty one-sided against us, right? So yeah. uh, we, we unpacked that a little, bit, a little bit this week. So even if you missed the actual live stream, it lives forever in our secret Facebook group. So you can always become a Patreon member at the high six or almighty five level. And go and watch us spill all kinds of tea that yeah. we really shouldn't do on the main podcast. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of our meetup, come meet us on June 5th in New York City. I know it's a Wednesday, but it's the same day as Carter and Craig's band getting back together one night only. Well, I, I don't know if it's one night only, but. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's In just about a week. week. In just about a week, we're going to be. First of all, in McGee's Pub. Isn't that wild? Which is where it all began. And I talked to McGee's today, and they are putting us <laughs> they're putting us in one of the booths where Craig and Carter used to sit mm-hmm. and come up with ideas. So here's hoping there's still a buck groove, you know what I mean? 
Right? Just slide right into that bad boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we do have a couple people coming out. We can't wait to see you guys. For those of you who can't make it, we're sorry. We love you. We know we have listeners all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like Tanya yeah. down in South Africa and Russell in Australia and Abba in India and folks across the pond like in the UK and Sweden. So we will take lots of photos, might do some Instagram stories maybe. We're going to we're going to try to make sure you guys are as part of it as possible and of course our our Patreon members will get some some extra bonus stuff as well. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be f- freaking awesome. And it looks like they still have tickets to the charity show. So if you're going to be in New York City to see us or for whatever other reason, it's only 35 bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's not I mean, like you said before, you can't do anything in New York. For 35 bucks. Yeah. That was Liz's phrase. I'll give that to her for sure. What else? Oh, we still have merch. Even though they've been a pain in the ass lately. I'm surprised they haven't just called themselves (laughs) Kate.Kate. See, what keeps happening for some reason is they keep dinging us for copyright infringement. All of our shit is created from scratch by my friend, the designer, or me. Honestly, I feel like it's harassment at this point. (laughs) So they keep, like, taking down our entire shop. So right now I'm like, probably after this, probably tonight, I'm going to go back in and fix all of our um, categories and our collections and all that. But the stuff is there uh, if you want to look at it or buy it. Mm -hmm. And we have been assured, after I sent several sternly worded emails, That they have made a note in our account so this doesn't keep happening. Zazzle.com slash hey beautiful pod. They even put back up our fuck me up John Cho stuff. So get on over there and buy your merch before they take it down again. I don't know. I feel like we should get a bunch of fuck me up John Cho shit. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Just fucking load up. I also have another cool design in mind that I'm gonna work on once I actually have time. So um one of those things will be a gift for for some of our patrons, for sure. So stay tuned on that. Ooh. And um, also, thank you to Savannah. She left us a really nice five-star review on iTunes. Yeah, I thank you, Savannah. It. I posted it on Twitter, so we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. iTunes reviews are a great free way to support the show and help other Hemium fans find us. Yeah. And last but not least, before we get into the episode, we have a listener question. (gasps) Yeah, this one came in last week, but I told Bethany that I wanted to wait for you to be here. Oh, thank you. Bethany says, hello, beautiful ladies. I have a thought for you to consider. While I love other sitcoms, I don't feel that Him Yim really falls into that category. They separate themselves in many ways. Him Yim is never afraid of the darker topics or more difficult scenes, many of which are in later episodes, so I will not list them specifically. Good job. They don't try to add comedy to every sad moment to lighten the mood. They are never afraid of a cheesy moment, a heart-wrenching moment, or a silent moment. Where other shows add in humor to try to break the tension, Him Yim always keeps it real and is never afraid of honest silence instead of loud humor. So my question for you is... What do you think sets Himyum apart from other sitcoms? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Stay beautiful, Bethany. <coughs> Bethany, you killed Caitlin. 
Mild aspiration. I love the idea of Ted looking back on his life mm. and sharing those moments. I mean, he goes way too detailed for yeah. telling his children some of these stories. Mm. But I like the way the story unfolds. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite things about it. I think it yeah. makes it different. Um, different. The dark stuff, the cheesy stuff, not afraid to be silly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Marshall wrote a song, or s- sang a song anyway. You know, like, just the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. What are you, you're always better with the words. Oh, shush. I, I mean, I think Bethany covered so much of it. Mm-hmm. But as you were talking and I was thinking about what makes it different from, say, a friend's, mm-hmm. right? I think it's the, like, the moral aspect of it. Like, there's a story, there's a lesson behind the stories. Mm. So it's, like, allegorical, if you will. Oh. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's, because it, all right, so something like Full House, most episodes there's a lesson, right? But that's really yeah. for kids. But this is adult. Like, this I- is an adult show. That's sort of reminding us of the lessons that we were supposed to learn, but most of us are still sort of having to learn the hard way over and over again. So I think that that sets it apart, and it is a cool way to, to frame the whole show as like a big, it's almost like a big fairy tale, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Where the characters are larger than life, and but there's always like a lesson. Yeah, but it's not most preachy. Times it's, a lesson. it's not a preachy lesson. It's not preachy, and sometimes the lesson is nothing makes sense. Sometimes things just suck, you know? Yeah. And that's a lesson that I don't remember learning. All right, so uh, that's about it. Stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now, let's get into the yips. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell and Tish. Thank you both for your support. And to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Remember, our Patreon members get cool Himyum themed perks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us. To learn more and sign up, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. We are about halfway through season three. This is season three, episode 10, The Yips. It first aired on November 26th, 2007. Our writer is Jamie Ronheimer. And our director, as always, Pamela Fryman. Do you remember Jamie Ronheimer? I remember the name. I know that we've seen him before. What has he written? So Jamie Ronheimer wrote Aldrin Justice. Mm. Lucky Penny. Great storytelling. Great. Um, And we'll see more of Jamie's work this season in Rebound Bro. Oh, Um, But remember, he wrote... The TV version of Bad Teacher, Bad Judge, Animal oh, Practice, right. and of course, The Ranch. Oh, that's right. But where, he tricks where, where, where. you because he also wrote for Will and Grace, which overall was a good show, but I don't I didn't watch it well enough to know if his episodes were right. as we're inconsistent <laughs> right, right, as right. they are here. But and then I then I wrote in my notes like, ugh. Creatus has to be super vulnerable, and all I'm doing is shitting all over him. Sorry, Jamie. Good for you. <laughs> it's true, man. It's wild out here. I love the way they open this episode with future Ted telling his children about this this uh, sort of legend of the past. This, this silly thing we all did that's totally 
obsolete now, which is going to the gym. And I just love the idea of this imagined future where we look back and realize how stupid gyms were. Even though I kind of like gyms. I don't know how you feel about, like, the gym experience. Well, it depends. Not bar. Yeah, no, bar is different. I know that. Yeah. It's boutique fitness, bitch. Kill yourself for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really what it's called, though. Like I that know. industry, like, I hate myself for it. <laughs> it's fucking boutique fitness. I loved the why. I loved. Yeah, right? I loved. The, when we moved, I was, I didn't want to leave the why. Same. I said, I said goodbye. Out here. I loved it. I was like, Jen, this is my last class with you. <laughs> Lorraine, don't forget, it's Caitlin, not Kristen, but I'll, I forgive you every time. It's okay. So you're a big class taker at the gym. Um, Is that what you'd usually do? Not really. I mixed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a creep. And <laughs> if I... I did classes, I think it was, like, Tuesday, Thursdays, and then, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I just did, like, my own thing at the gym. And, well, Monday, Wednesday, I would do some tried-and-true exercises, but I'd be watching other people to see what they did. And Friday, nobody was ever there, and I would try them out on my own to see if I could, like, (laughs) because I was so embarrassed. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I like that. So were you mainly cardio, mainly strength training? I don't know what any of those words mean, but I'll just tell you what I did. Okay. I would go on the elliptical or something like that, arc trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a Queer Eye episode. Normal stuff, yeah. And then I would use some of, like, the little machines to do some arm (laughs) stuff, a little bit of leg stuff. Strength, yeah, both. Yeah. I mean, I didn't ever, my body didn't change because I didn't really do it consistently (laughs) or well. Yeah. But I see uh, what you do, yeah. Well, uh, and I think... um, in general, women are not socialized to like understand the the equipment. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's intimidating. Why I would feel stupid, and that's why yeah. I would just. And I at the Y went to the lady gym. I went to the women's center where it was like oh. a very safe. Oh my god, these women! No, oh, I love that. I walked in my first day. It was in this old, old, old section of the Y. They ended up renovating it and revamping it. It was beautiful. Um, And this old woman got stuck on the bike because her knee locked up. Oh, And, like, all these women, like, gathered around her and helped her up. And were like, it's okay. You know this happens. She was like, oh, oh. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so sweet. So I liked that community aspect. And that's something I also really enjoy about bars, the community piece. So. Yeah. I do like the gym to be a bit more social, I think. Oof. Yeah. How about you? No. What's your... I like to put my music on. I like to do the most minimum cardio I can. Same. Hate cardio. So Like 10 minutes on the, on the treadmill and then it's weights. My dad was a power lifter. I know my way around the weight room. I was in, you know, track doing all the throwing. So I did a lot of bench pressing, a lot of weight lifting. And mm-hmm. that is where I feel powerful and competent and like I like feeling my muscles after the fact yeah you know like just feeling them when I'm like like the next day when you're like opening a jar or going upstairs you know yeah I love I, feeling I love strong lif- yeah I love lifting weights I gotta I gotta get back into that you um I love it pump it some iron you know what I mean Oof. Oof. do you make noises like Robin <laughs> 
Well, I was thinking about that. And we'll tell well, I mean, I'll just say it now. Like I I definitely identify more with Robin than Lily in the gym experience. Cause like Lily has like the cute little matching outfit. Yeah. And like she doesn't really break a sweat, but no, I'm a sweaty pig like Robin. I'm I a put mix in my of the two. I don't want to talk to anybody. I like glare at guys yeah. until they get off the fucking machines because a lot of men, first oh. of all, waste time on the machines and then don't wipe them down. They don't wipe them down. They're disgusting. 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 That's why I like the women's center. We had not as, we didn't have the nice new equipment. We didn't have yeah. as much of the equipment. It was very, very yeah. small, like one machine for like yeah. each thing. Yeah. We yeah. fucking shared. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, that's right. I know it's you like to do your little arm circuit. I'll, I'll you know, do this over here. That's really sweet. The one yeah. class I took consistently and was obsessed with, water aerobics. Fucking blast. Because I love swimming. Yeah. I love being in a pool. I don't get too hot. I can always dunk my head under like a little baby bulldog. And oh it's like, my God, all, that image. All, all older ladies just like living their best lives. And it's so Not giving fun. A fuck. So, I mean, I, it was something where I knew like I liked doing it. And so mm. I wanted to go. Never missed a class because I had so much fun. So that's how bar is for me. I don't. Yeah, man. Right. Like fine, when you find your thing. For you, yeah. Right? Yeah, man. Anyway, Ted tells the kids that eventually the gym sucked him in as well. And we cut to him and the pizza guy where Ted is out of breath, just running from the pizza guy to his room and back. And he's so out of shape, he doesn't even want to go jog for the coupon. Yeah, he forgoes fiscal responsibility. Because he's so out of breath and embarrassed. And I just love the line about um, how embarrassed he was. He yeah. says, I, sh- I shame ate the whole thing, the whole pizza. My Been sheets there. look like what they wrap deli sandwiches in. <laughs> Disgusting. Yes. I loved it. Oh, so my God. Gross. It, like, hmm. Yeah. In Nasty. my mind, that deli sandwich was a. <sighs> Genoa. Yeah. You know it. You know me. Genoa salami with oil. What's you better? got my number. What's better? What's Nothing. better? Nothing. Nada. <laughs> so this is the first time that shame is mentioned, like embarrassment in this episode. And that's like a recurring theme that I noticed is that everyone has some sort of embarrassing thing mm. happen to them here. And a lot of it is around the gym. And I think that's normal. I think a yeah. lot of people... You know, we're all sort of raised in this culture to sort of feel embarrassed about us, our bodies, if they aren't perfect, and embarrassed in a gym setting because no one really fucking knows what they're doing unless you and you're trained. And you're vulnerable, too, looking. You know, you're right. in, like, weird positions. You're sweating, making sweating. strange faces and noises. Yeah. Leaving a snail trail on the seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a lot going on. So keep that in mind as we're talking because you'll you'll see everyone has kind of an embarrassing moment. Yeah. Um, Lily's embarrassing so, moment was was the bangs. Yo, we'll get we will get we have reached we have reached the point of no return. I have it in my notes like six times. This is fucking it. This is the episode I've been fucking working said. toward. Bang watch. Awful, 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 awful. <laughs> It's a combination of things that we'll get there. Anyway, all right, all right. Ted tells Barney he wants to join a gym, and Barney says he does have a gym, but it's more about an investment. <sighs> and of course, it's not a financial investment. He's investing in women who are on their way to being, quote unquote, in shape. Um, and I don't care what a terrible joke this is. 
It makes me scream laughing every single time when Barney says, how shall I put this delicately? They fat. I scream, okay? I am fat, and I think that's fucking funny. And I know it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. But just the way he delivers. The delivery is wonderful. And it was funny because I was wondering, like... If they if their character is supposed to say something that they really don't agree with, like if Neil Patrick Harris was really against that, like, yeah, are, do they have the freedom to speak up? But he fucking nails the delivery. They fat. They fat. Like just so. Oh my god. It kills me every time. I can't help it Be- mm-hmm. because it's so inappropriate and it's fucking Barney. Like, of course he says dumb it's shit. It's Barney. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. You so, it. um, basically, the plan is that girls will, when they are thin will see that Barney liked them even when they were fat. So and, he treats them like people. Right. But he oh. doesn't. <laughs> Except oh. he doesn't. Except he doesn't. So, but they don't know that. Um, so, yeah. So the plan is that they'll be like, oh, my God, all these guys want me now. But Barney wanted me even when I was thick. So, and uh, Ted decides, Ted can't decide whether he's disgusted or impressed, which is a common conundrum for Barney. And, you know, they're just not mutually exclusive when it comes to him. We just mm-hmm. got to we just gotta know that. We're often going to be both disgusted and impressed with him. I'm just dis- disgusted at, like, the idea of all of that, but, like, impressed that... Are, no, disgusted. I'm disgusted. But it's also, like, emotionally, like, manipulative to a level that is impressive. Y- yeah, but that's disgusting. Yes, but I'm so. also impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a bunch of fucking stupid innuendos about stocks and junk bonds and massive yeah, growth. Yeah, blah, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I loved the way this whole, like, interaction between everybody. You know, you go into the scene thinking it's just Ted getting the pizza, but then you find out he's telling Barney. It's kind of like that Zoom mm, book yeah. or whatever it is when you zoom out and you get mm-hmm. more and more and more, which... Him is very famous for it, but we love it. Yeah. Um, and so back at the bar where, you know, now Ted and Barney are joined by Robin, Marshall, and Lily. So is this the part we can talk about our bangs? I have it in caps. Bang Watch 2019. Here is what I remember as the worst of Lily's bangs. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination issue, which I did not realize before. It is both the... Shape of the bang, which is too short and rounded under, yeah, to a severe degree, and it's also the color. It's the color it's, is so off. It's very dark. It's almost like purpley dark, and it, it also looks a little uneven too. Yes. But I don't know if it's because it's curled under, which then rests on your forehead strangely, and so it yeah. does look uneven. Yeah, no, and I, it almost looks like it comes to a point in yeah. the middle, right? It's, uh, yeah, this is the worst, and her outfits throughout this episode do not help. No. They almost draw attention to it. Like her, and, yeah. I know we're going to get there because it's, we're pretty much almost there, but her fucking outfit. Literally which one? They're all so bad. Sorry, at the gym. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I can't, I was like looking for it. I'm like, where is it? She a bra at the gym whatever we'll get there she, okay we'll get there we'll get there I'll, we'll get there if we're going to talk about outfits we need to talk about ted's fugly ugly western shirt extremely bad it's so in bad this, in this scene as well there is there is a fashion highlight that's coming but right now we need to talk about the ugly shirt it's terrible that's all we're gonna okay, say it's terrible yeah. noted 
All right. Um, so now it's the whole group, and Robin says that it makes her want to join a gym so that she can get super strong and punch <laughs> Barney really hard in the face. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Either that or they stop drinking beer because, you know, I thought Ted was great the way he put it. We put on the beer weight together. Let's take it off together. Mm-hmm. Loves a group effort. Um, so obviously they all decide to join the gym because they're not going to stop drinking beer when they live right no above way. the bar. No yeah. way. And we end up at Total Rip Fitness, yeah, which is a gym we'll see later on in season four. That's right. And Marshall's up first, and he's got this tiny pint-sized Minnie Mouse voice trainer named Trish. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Trish is played by Meredith Roberts Quill. She's from New Jersey. Uh, nice. Nothing too much stands out about her background she did have five episodes as someone named kathy on scrubs but other than that just like huh. one one person parts one episode excuse me part i read now and then hmm i don't remember her but i, I probably yeah. would if i watched it again lily gets a look at her and pulls marshall aside because obviously she is too hot to be <laughs> his trainer but marshall reassures that he's you know super committed to his body and S- he goes right back to Trish. Like, don't worry. It's not. You're always. You'll always be my sugar, he says or something. Yeah. So, yeah, he tells Trish he's very committed to his body. So she tells him to start with 100 push-ups, <laughs> which I know it's a TV show, but that's not going to happen. That's so many. I know. I know. I and that's why Marshall right asks. Now. All right. Yeah. How many? Which is, <laughs> it's still 100 because it's not a figure of speech, you know, like a bazillion because <laughs> No one can do 100 push-ups, right? <laughs> but then Trish catches the scent of a little bitch in her gym. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. Oh, my God. I have to say that Ted joining a gym and also pushing his friends to join a gym, to me, is a very single thing to do. Because I, I was just thinking about how much I went to the gym when I was single compared mm-hmm. to how much I go now, which is not at all. And I think a part of it is it's like... The best place to be for, like, 50 different things that are happening when you're single, sexual frustration, maybe some (laughs) loneliness and depression, wanting to keep it tight for dates, boredom, Uh, maybe you're angry. Like, I was angry a lot. Socialization. Socialization. Like, all these feelings you have to get out. Yeah. And so it's, like, it's, it's often a time where people kind of focus on themselves, right? And... It just was like, oh, yeah, Ted's going through all the single stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, bringing all of his friends into it. That's a great point. Right? Yeah. Speaking That's- of his friends, we got Robin and Lily stretching together. So <laughs> Lily had on a low-cut V-neck top. And she had what looks like flared capri pants with ankle oh, yeah. socks and, oh, like, yeah. white orthopedic shoes. <laughs> She's so- been to the gym before. But what is with the flared capri pants? That was a thing in 07. I had them. I don't remember. Flared capri yogas? Hell yeah. I, they were terrible. Right. They never hit at the right length. It was it was a terrible time. It was just a terrible time. I have very long limbs, so mm. capris are not great for me. <sighs> All right, humble brag. <laughs> no, it's it was so not a humble brag. It is the fucking worst, let me tell oh, you. It sucks to have long legs. It was such a terrible thing. You can make everything smaller. <sighs> you can okay. hem them you can hem your pants, but I can't make them longer. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, look at my, all my sleeves are cuffed always. Well, you also wear children's clothes, Caitlin. All right, this wasn't the best example to show you, but (laughs) 
noted. Cat I was hoping Jack. you wouldn't see the cat <laughs> and recognize it for what it is. From Target's children's line? Yeah. 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 Hey. Great prices. You can't beat it. Can't beat them. Can't beat the price. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway. It's just because I would hulk out of them. That's why I'm making fun of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> just fat guy in a little coat right out of that thing. <laughs> um, but Lily's boobs are up nice and high. She looks good. But Robin, Robin is completely different. She has yeah. on like a yellowed... T-shirt with the sleeves cut yeah. off. Yeah. Everything's loose. Nothing's tight-fitting. B-ball shorts. Yep. Hair is all sorts of crazy. And and she comments that's why part of why she loves it here. It's just normal women who want to get in shape. She doesn't yeah. have to put on makeup, do her hair, wear some trendy outfit, which I'm, really sh- I'm sure is really, really hard to find in New York. She's never looked hotter. Oh, Lesbian yeah. opinion. Never looked hotter. No. <laughs> smoke show. Full smoke show. Yeah. yeah. Barney comes over to tell them that he was just over at the smoothie bar and he recognized a woman there and we get this clip and it's Barney's like, oh my God, Rhonda. And she asks Barney, uh, you know, what he'd like. And he's like, Rhonda, it's me, Barney Stinson from Staten Island Boulevard. She says, all right, Barney Stinson from Staten Island Boulevard. What can I get you? It Mm. is so clear that she has no idea who Barney is. Like she, it's not, the name doesn't sound familiar. The face, nothing about him is familiar to her. Um, And Barney's kind of like taken aback. But the group doesn't have any idea who Rhonda is either. So who is she and why, why doesn't you remember Barney? Um, But we find out that this is Rhonda who Barney lost his virginity to. She took his flower. Yep. Yeah, she was referenced very quickly in the first time in New York. Mm-hmm. When, uh, if you remember, he spent the whole episode lying about when he lost his virginity and trying to basically claim different famous first-time stories from the movies. But eventually he admitted by the end of the episode that his first time was actually when he was... 23, mm-hmm. with his mom's 45-year-old friend, Rhonda. Yeah. Continuity. Good job, guys. Very good. So, <laughs> Rhonda, did you recognize Rhonda from... Yeah. Yep. Can I... Can we? Is it from a movie? Yeah. Can we say it on three? One. One, two, two three. three. Hocus, Hocus Pocus! Pocus! Yay! I was so worried. You, I was so worried you're gonna say "Great Outdoors" because she's outdoors. in that too. No way. She's fucking. She's the mom. The mom with the fucking with Madonna, the, Madonna tits. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I forgot. How awesome! What a great part. Yeah, for real. Man, just a dumb mom that lets her kids run around and get taken by witches. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna, gonna dance and. Slut it up. <laughs> so good. Oh I God. loved um, this part of the episode, though, because everyone, like, turns to look. And even though I know it's a TV show and I knew I couldn't see her, and even though I knew i just seen what she looked like, I still, like, turned my head in the direction that everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Rhonda. So back at the bar that night, since Barney's still in the same outfit, 
Of course, Marshall's still fucking sore. He's going to be more sore the next day. Whatever. We'll get into it. They're all at the bar because, of course, they agreed not to change anything else about their lives. And we find out that Trish really put Marshall through the ringer. 70 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, made him cry using only her words. (laughs) Meanwhile, Barney is perplexed. He can't imagine a world where anybody would forget sleeping with him, specifically the first woman he ever slept with, because that was such a huge deal to him. Right. She was one in a very long list. Narcissism, man. It's a bitch. So it's very rare, of course, for us to see someone have, to get someone who, like, really gets under Barney's skin like this. Mm-hmm. We saw it a little bit last time with Marshall and Slapsgiving, but this is very different. This is... His sexual prowess, which thus far is that's him. Yes, that's his entire identity. And we have been led to believe he's very good at it, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, but again, could be all lies. So Barney is convinced that even as a virgin, he really he really gave it to her good. And he's just such a delusional person. But he decides to catch everybody up on how this happened. Um, So we get a flashback to the amazing game night with him and Shannon and we learned that they were saving themselves so they were 23 and still hadn't had sex with anybody although Shannon was probably cheating on him let's be honest Um, yeah and um, so he was just completely lost had no idea about women at all or where to even start so of course he went to the lady master his gay brother James (laughs) But this was his quote unquote uh, hetero college phase. But it, I mean, like, if you think about like a closeted gay man, like he's definitely gonna know all the fucking rules and how to act and like absolutely. Yeah. So he, he is no. There is yeah. nobody better. Nope. He has he has to follow the rules because following your heart or your penis will get you in trouble. Exactly. This was where I wanted to talk about Robin styling in the bar. She looks fucking beautiful. She has these gorgeous waves. Uh, in her what hair is yes. we've never seen before? I love it. And then she has this cute like little like uh, tank dress on with like this lacy top underneath. It was a little like goth, a little. I, where did I put it? I put that in there. I said fucking love Robin's outfit. Ooh, and she has like a little gold pendant. So, like. Just really, really fucking nailed the styling for Robin in this episode. I agree. Really great. She is usually tough. Miss after miss after miss, but. She's fucking so hot. I don't know how, but whatever. It's 07. I'm just going to blame the 07s, which it feels like we've been in forever. Like, I want the next episode to be set in 2008. Well, so I felt like, I'm like, how, because it. They just seemed, the characters seemed to look so different from Slapsgiving to the Gips. I was like, how mm. much time had passed in between filming or yeah, yeah. what? I don't know. But Robin looks so just true. like fresh faced, beautiful. Yeah, they might have had a little hiatus because this is about halfway through the season. True. And we also have a writer's strike coming up. So I'm wondering if this somehow fits in with that. Because around the platinum rule, there was a huge break, I believe. Because there was a big writer's strike, and that's when Neil Patrick Harris filmed Dr. Horrible. Love Dr. Horrible. Me too. So this might have been around the time that there was a big there was a big break. (gasps) Ah! Yes, we'll do that. I have the soundtrack. Okay, cool. Like we'll definitely do that for Patreon. Jack and I loved, loved, loved 
Oh, God. The Dark ending. Horse is an actual fucking horse. I, I know. It's so good. <laughs> fucking horse. Okay. Anyway. So. Okay. We cut to straight James. And uh, talk about overcompensating. So he's in his dorm room or something. And um, like I said, he's in the hetero college phrase, which was referenced back in single stamina. And he's sitting on the couch with his beer helmet on, drinking all by himself when, you know, Barney comes. Does he have, like, a football jersey on, too? Yeah. Like, oh, looking yeah. super broed out. So broed out. And I said that the wash on his jeans was so early 2000s. It was, like, that, like, streaked, like, striped. The whiskering. Like, whiskering. Is that the word? Uh-huh. I hate myself. No, I love it. Oh. I love it. Um, so... <laughs> James tries to comfort Barney by saying, of course you're scared. It's gross. <laughs> but that's part of being a guy. This, so this whole... This poor man. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh. He's like, this is just the worst part of being a guy, but you just got to do it. I know. It's gross. <laughs> just think about baseball, and it's over a lot faster. Um, we have to have a se- sex with a girl ASAP. That's what guys do. Yep. That is what we do, men. Oh. And um, we get a great, just just crying hippie Barney is is such a beautiful thing with his little goatee and I where know. do you, how do you, or what do you, how do you, where, where? do you? <laughs> and this is the first mention we get of the yips. So James tells him not to overthink it or you're going to get the yips, which basically means being unable to do a simple thing that you've done your whole life. And it's... I confirmed with Liz that it's specifically a sports reference. It is. And so yeah. when I watched this with Chris for the very first time, he <laughs> was laughing because he already knew. The, he was like, oh, my God, the yips. I was like, the fuck? I thought it was a made-up thing. That's no, it's really drills. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever had the yips? I, I feel like my life is a yip. <laughs> Just one long yip. Yeah, just one long yip. <laughs> I regularly can't do simple tasks that I should be able to. Walking I'm upstairs be- in a movie theater. I feel like I have the yips when I, because um, usually it's it's when you're nervous that it happens. And I feel like I have the yips anytime I'm cooking for someone who is not my wife. Oh, that's like when the there's worst. pressure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the simplest things don't work out. Like, um, you were here, like, when we tried to make chicken for oh, Liz's yeah. parents, and, like, it just got, like, just fucking buttermilk grilled chicken just didn't work. It was work. so good. Right? It ended up being great, but it took forever. Yeah, it did. the yips, you know, like, uh, we, I know how to do all that shit, and it's just, like, you're thinking about so many other things that the simplest thing that you do every day becomes, like, this That's mountain, true. you know? Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of the yips today. I had a bunch of meetings with parents, and mm. I can go into autopilot for, like, the parts of the meeting that don't require specific information about kids. Like, when I can just, the legal, perce- like, this is the purpose of this, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. I can do that in my sleep. Yeah. And today I couldn't do it at all. And the worst thing is once you notice it, you get it's even the more worst. stressed out. And it's yeah. just, it's it like a self-fulfilling it. prophecy. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
We also find out that James has gotten really into figure skating, so seems like his hetero college phase is going to be coming to an end pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Kind of wondering if Rhonda didn't put a final nail in that coffin. You know what I mean? Probably. Ugh, like one final sacrifice. Ugh. Um, so Barney doesn't even know who would have sex with him. So because, you know, he's not a Backstreet Boy or anything. Love so that sweet. line. I know. And there's another point where Barney says, like, yeah, not even, like, the good Backstreet Boys. I feel like we've already heard that line. So I think so, too. He was, like, a closet, maybe not a closet, fan. He was kind of a big fan. So mm. James knows who will have sex with Barney and sort of knock out this this one first time. Mm-hmm. The man maker. And so we cut to 1981 with James and Barney as kids, and they're playing cards with Rhonda and their mom. And she calls her Patty. I noticed that, too. Do you think it's just because she's terrible with names? Like, she calls Barney Barry? Is that what it was trying to be? Or just a continuity? I feel like it can't be continuity because they've mentioned Loretta a few times, right? No, we haven't. Not by name? Yeah, no, we haven't had Barney's mom's name yet. Oh. At all. Okay. So, yeah, I think it was continuity. Spoiler alert, her name's Loretta later on, everybody. Shit. It's fine. That's that's nothing. Um, so there is, like, that continuity issue yeah. here that I was like, what? When I heard that. Um, so Rhonda is, like, just, like, typical 80s mom's friend, right? Just, like, the single the single gal. Reminds me of my godmother, Donna. Just, like, flashy outfits. Yeah. And just always a good fucking story. And she's always, got a fucking yeah. cigarette. Yeah. You know, just, like, a flashy lady, right? And so she has all these innuendos about all the, the boys around town she's fucking. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope they were all over 18. Me, too. I was like, good for you. <laughs> but, like, please, what I have it later on. I just hope, because they're always the boys. She always refers to them as boys. So I'm just like, I'm just going to hope that they were all, they just freshly graduated high school and she got a hold of them. After Barney talks to James, he goes to Rhonda's house. And we think that there's nothing missing there, right? We find out later, of course, in true Himian fashion that there's a scene in between that we haven't seen yet. But he shows up with red flowers for her, which is really, really sweet. It is Got him, you know, he he calls her Miss whatever her last name is that I'm not remembering now. French. Miss French, that's right. And the red flowers, much the red flowers on her top, which is really cute. Mm -hmm. And she calls him Barry. Yikes. And then we cut. She pulls him in and we cut to her saying, oh, that was the best sex of my life. You rocked my world. Like this very, yeah, with this very specific phrase. And then Barney being like, yeah, like pulling his hair back. And he's like doing this little nod. He's like feeling himself. Feeling his oats big time. Um, and in another him yim fashion, we will see this line delivered later, twice later, mm-hmm. in two different ways. So... Pay attention to that. And I realized the man maker, right? I think it's about even more than just like taking their virginity. It's about confidence as well. Like, Mm. because she could just fuck them and like kick them out. But the fact that she says things like, oh, you were the best. You rock my world. Like, there's more to being the man maker than just, you know, letting, you know, 18 year old boys. 
<sighs> do it with you. That just doesn't sound fun. No, not at all. In present day, as Barney is saying, he rose from the nth from her mentholated bosom like a phoenix. If you just I loved to that, the side, that visual. If you just look off to the <gasps> side, Marshall just looks disgusted. <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah, that, that was that's an, a piece of Mar- of uh, Barney's origin story that we didn't know yet. Because in game night, we see him break up with Shannon and then immediately turn into basically Darth Vader. But so this mm-hmm. happened in the middle as another little piece of the real story, not just not like this legend that he had created about himself. We cut to Marshall at the gym doing sit-ups and just begging Trish <laughs> to let him stop. But Trish won't let him. Meanwhile, Lily strolls by with Max, who is her trainer, who is this like muscly looking dude. Ugh. And with a flat top. Yeah, like gross. It's so gross. And she tells him that they're going to focus on flexibility. And Max chimes in, yeah, I'm going to stretch her out. <laughs> Ew. Even Marshall's like, wait, what? <laughs> and I love we see from Marshall's point of view, like every time he curls up, he catches Lily <laughs> and Max in some sort of sexual position. It gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. And then finally Marshall's like, well, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, at the smoothie bar, Barney's trying to see if Rhonda remembers him. He keeps trying to jog her memory. You know, one young man stood above the pack. And she keeps naming all these boys and their things. like (laughs) (laughs) The boys and their things. Like the gecko tongue. Ew. The hips like a woman. Hips like a woman. Knew how to use them. Oh my god, she's fucking dumb. <laughs> she's a pig. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love her. Oh, she's great. She's, she's great. amazing. She's like a female Barney. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's completely clueless. She has no idea who Barney is. And then we get another piece to this puzzle. So we get a flashback to James and Rhonda talking. Mm-hmm. And James is begging her to have sex with Barney. And she says, maybe we can make a deal. Right? Wasn't he on Let's Make a Deal? Or is it whose line is it anyway? He was on Let's Make a Deal, but it okay. was, I think this was before. I didn't feel was, like figuring it out. It just yeah, made me giggle a little bit. But that's cute. Yeah, but this was, I think, before that. Okay. But that's cute. I knew it was some sort of like live ish show, but I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was on Whose Line, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. Thank you, useless knowledge. Um, anyway, James gets pretty nervous. Because he can tell what she's after. And he's like, nope, I have a girlfriend and her no, no, vagina. He says, no, nah, girl, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. It's <laughs> just the gayest shit. Oh, I love him so much. That was a great impression. Thanks. Um, but yeah, he does have a girlfriend and her vagina is only one for him. He loves it. It's not scary at all. Poor James. Oh, but he does all the, like, it. The frightened sex that he's having with these women. I know. Poor buddy. I know. <laughs> Bless him. Mm-hmm. And he finally agrees to help out his brother while he chants Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I want to believe that that was an improv by Wade Brady. It ha- like he's funny and clever. Mm-hmm. I would believe it. Also, what a brother! What a brother! What a brother to do this. She's not even like his age, where it might be like 
you know, hormones and I'm just attracted to people to some degree. This is like his mom's friend. But Bartney's confused because all those compliments and then we mm-hmm. get more of a reveal and mm-hmm. it's the same scene of Barney getting dressed, but Rhonda can't even fake it. And we find out it's because James had her say those things. Wow, you rocked my world. That was the best sex I ever had. So all of it was, it was just a bunch of lies and Barney is, I wrote, shooketh. Shooketh. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Rhonda looks like she feels bad and even tells him sorry, Barry, but it doesn't help. Fuck. Ego smash. Oh, so big now we've time. Got Marshall humiliated by, by his trainer. A tiny little tiny bitty. little lady. We've got Barney humiliated by Rhonda several times over. So back at the bar, Marshall is recounting more harrowing tales of his trainer who pulled the classic trainer bullshit of just one more set. That is some shit. And the way that he says it, it's like this has never happened to anybody else in the history I of know. the world. It's so great. It's like a like a civil rights violation. Yeah. And this is I where, summoned all my strength. And that was supposed to be the last one. <laughs> and Lily wants him to quit. And she also looks horrible here. Is this, she looks... This is the bad dress, right? This is like yeah. the, the high collar yeah. kind of, or tight collar dress. It's bad. Just drawing attention to like the fucking vampire bangs. <laughs> that I'm pitch- I know I'm picturing them worse than they are, but I can't not. Marshall's too scared to call Trish, but Lily decides to do it. And so we think that Lily's crushing it. You know, you're fired, <gasps> bitch. This is why your hair looked terrible, because it was... Trying to morph into the I want to speak to the manager haircut. <laughs> you caught it halfway. <laughs> Before it got too bad. Oh, God, we reined so her in. true. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you, Trish, for stopping it. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, so, but, but it turns out she just pissed Trish off more and, and, you know, Marshall is not out of his contract. So Barney thinks that he has the remedy for feeling less than in the sack. And that is the Victoria's Secret fashion show, which I feel like was a lot bigger then than it is now. Like this was like, that was like a very big time for this like wave of supermodels that were specifically Victoria's Secret girls. Yep. Right. Or am Mm -hmm. I just a lesbian? Because I was obsessed with them in the catalog. I remember it. Yeah. I don't know any of their names. Oh, Adriana Lima was fucking bad. I know her, but I don't know... The other ones. This is when I just had to settle for girls that looked like girls, which is stupid. But her eyes are beautiful. That's what always got me, like in the, yeah. the ads and stuff. I was just like, "Fuck." No, me. but Heidi Klum and Nita. Oh, the Heidi week. Klum is also so great in this episode. But we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. That's the theme of this episode. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're we'll like there. we're like future Ted. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I literally said Adriana Lima was Bay in high school. Um. So they walk into the fashion show the first supermodel they come upon is adriana lima with some other person yeah i don't know who that is and it's all the girls from the catalog so i was just like oh my god it's like a flashback to my fantasies and barney just cannot he's saying some dumb shit to these girls and i just love adriana's gross yeah (laughs) just so like guttural and like stalks away like yeah, right, right? She's, like, fucking scary. Yeah. She's got a little bit of a psycho edge to her. I like it. Um, 
Yeah, in general, he just she's has no game. Very hot, so she could be very crazy, right? She's that's got scary. A, that's so true. She's got a lot of room on those that eyes fucking, on that fucking thing. <laughs> she's got crazy eyes. Oh, they're beautiful. <laughs> I I like drew her in a sketchbook. I remember. Did you? Yeah. Like one of your French girls. One of my French girls, except she's what <laughs> Brazilian, Not, probably. Yeah. Hard to say. Something else. Um. So he just has no game. He's striking out with all of these different. Um, all these different supermodels. Ted tries to help him out by showing him Alessandra Ambrosio. She doesn't speak English very well. You know, so he'll have time to recover. It's so good. Because he just goes right in to talk about her honkers. She doesn't even, she's like, I don't know what that is. Let's go dance. He's like, I'm talking about your boobs. Like, just like, fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, fucking like, honk, honk. So, so bad. bad. So yeah. bad. Um, and then across the room, he sees Heidi Klum and screams, which uh, who among us wouldn't? Heidi Klum at this point was so fucking famous. Project Runway was huge. Victoria's Secret, huge, right? Huge. She huge. was like, she was like it, right? So it's yeah. amazing that she was on this. And of course, she's a wonderful, nice woman. And, you know, Barney's just says goobity, goobity, goobity when he sees her. So Ted explains what the deal is. He says that it's the yips. And Heidi tells us that there is a word for it in German, which is like 80 words, right? It actually, yeah. Did you look up the, what it was and what it translated to? Yeah. So Heidi's German phrase translates to, oh my God, nothing works anymore. Nothing at all. Shit. That's what I got from my translation. Yeah. So that was yours said? Yeah. Pretty much. Same exact thing. <laughs> so basically. They like even bleep the shit. So I went back and listened to it and the scheisen. They the, the scheisen? Yeah. They yeah. like. It, the volume goes out for a second, and That's like right. it's weird sounding. You can hear yeah. it when you know what the word is. Yeah. Um, so she gives this very like wise saying, like she's coming down from on high, right? And mm-hmm. she says the only way to get rid of this is you have to find that woman and earn it with her for real. That's the only way that you can truly find yourself. And then I see little hamburgers, which I fucking love so much. I she is love the cutest. Heidi Klum. I love her. And then she's off. In my mind, that's how she off with her, of course, catchphrase of Eva. Avita Sane. That's right. I I feel like that's how she is in real life, that she's a little bit goofy. Not like Celine Dion, kooky, oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. But she can be really silly and fun, but she's also a businesswoman and isn't afraid to tell you. Self-aware, yes. Yeah. And, and confident, right? Yeah. No, Celine Dion's the kind of funny where she don't know she's being funny. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. She's a, she's a Canadian treasure. So, oh, yeah. So Barney must have taken Heidi's advice because... The next thing we know, there is a knock on Rhonda's door. <laughs> and Barney walks in rambling, not in his suit, looking disheveled, mm-hmm. but also like casual cool. Yep. And he's like stuttering, uh, maybe how about sex? Let's sex. And Rhonda is watching Wheel of Fortune and she's, you know, she she's busy, but Barney offers a turn offers to turn her towards the TV so she doesn't have to miss it, which is cute, but She's not going to have sex with him because she is not the man maker anymore. Mm-hmm. And I love that she knows that's her name. Yeah. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
I'm not the man maker anymore. Yeah. But like, good for her. Oh, this is where I wrote it. Good for her. Fucking boss ass bitch. I just hope they were all consenting adults, you know, because consent is sexy. That's right. But it was five years ago. So she had been having sex with I who countless young men right. for decades. Get it because in. Because five years ago, she realized that the emptiness inside her could never be filled, no matter how much meaningless sex that she had. And she needed something more. And that's when she found Indian, Indian casinos. casinos. <laughs> oh, my God. I lost it. And I was like, yes, that's what she looks oh. like, a fucking casino lady. Oh, my Those God. Those outfits. Yes. Amazing. We know them well. Oh. Now Barney shows up at the bar mm-hmm. wearing a hoodie and sweats, looking so disheveled. Suited down. Because, you know, he, he, he tells the group that his entire sexual history was built on a rotting foundation of lies. My whole identity is lost in a pit of menthol ashes. Fork is good. Fork is good. <laughs> oh. Hashtag balance, you know? Yeah, right? A pit of menthol ashes, though. Oof. Yeah. What, a, what a picture. Uh, Marshall arrives, and he is so sore as he makes his way to the booth that we will be sitting in, hopefully, in like a week. Well, what it looks like, what, the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's so done at the gym. He's too sore. He couldn't even eat his bagel. He had to have an intern rip it and put it little pieces into his mouth, no. which, please, let me hand feed you no little pieces of bagel. Right? Seagull. Dip it yeah. in a little cream cheese. Oh. <laughs> um, but Lily, and then Lily realizes that she's done too, because that place is horrible. Mm-hmm. And Marshall asks about, you know, the big muscular trainer who was so into stretching her out. <sighs> and turns out that the guy doesn't even fucking work there. No That's assault, brother. That is, Everyone just cruises past it. I, was like, I feel like, like we anyway. didn't pay enough attention to this Lily. Like right? all my notes for this part are all in caps. I was outraged. So funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody even mentions it. Just like, oh, like you can have a loss. That's a lawsuit. That's, a, that's assault, brother, as you said. Yeah. And Marshall the mentions fuck? there that he wants to quit even if they, like, lose money, right? Like, they still have, like, they've paid for sessions. Yeah. Because that's where this ends up. But Ted doesn't want them to give up because, you know, good old Ted. He says it's been great for him and Robin. They actually had a really nice moment the other day. Um, we see Robin bench pressing some weights and she's grunting and groaning and she is so fucking sweaty, living her best life, not giving a fuck. Yeah. They should have put more weights on that shit. She could have lifted that. I know. But anyway. Whatever. That's what, that's what I kept saying too. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's a prop. It doesn't have to be real. Right. Yeah. But then Ted is snarky and he makes this comment about how, you know, how hard it is to be exes with friends because there's always this lingering sexual tension. And he goes, gone. And he does this bitch-ass hand gesture. Bitch-ass, for sure. That's that's a direct quote from my notes. Love does it. a bitch-ass hand gesture. Yeah. That fucker. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. But Robin then calls him out, because of course she does. And for all the crap he's given her, she hasn't seen him break a sweat once. And mm-hmm. slowly everybody realizes that Ted, bleh, that Ted hasn't been doing shit. Yeah. One day his music, like his iPod or whatever, the battery died. So he's got to go home and charge it. And then the next time he is because he, or the time before that is because he brought the wrong shorts. The time before that, he was gone the whole time. He's getting a fucking massage. Yeah. 
Love that gym. <laughs> Love that gym, yeah. <laughs> Lily has a really great idea for punishment, though. And the next scene, we see Ted crying while holding a medicine ball and Trish is screaming at him. And then to even make the scene even better, Robin walks by and just says, gone, with the same hand hand gesture. Yep. So good. I love that it's Ted getting caught in the, but you said this was the last Yeah. (laughs) Ted does pathetic so well. He is so good. God. He really is. Oh, man. So uh, Rhonda comes into the bar and finds Barney because Ted, being a good friend, um, told her that Barney really wasn't having a very good time after he barfed Barfed. from, from Trish. Barney doesn't understand it because, as we all know, he and James are practically the same person. You know? It's very, very similar. Very, very similar. Yeah. And Barney really, really thought he was great because of Rhonda. And they have, like, this slightly serious moment where he's just kind of admitting how lost he feels. And, you know, Rhonda tells him sex isn't everything. And what about having just conversation with a woman? And we get the first reference of Barney and Madeline Albright. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so he says, I didn't intend to hit that. So he sort of references uh, that he's banged mm-hmm. her. I feel like there was, a, there was a reference before this, but like just about a secretary of state. But that might be, yeah. that might be later. I don't, I feel like we've already heard that. Me too. Yeah. Um, so Me too. Rhonda decides that she's going to show Barney the world of, of fun without sex, mm-hmm. you know, because she's replaced it with casinos. So, of course, they play cards, but not blackjack or poker. It's go fish. Go Just fish. like when he was little and at her house. And that, Creepy. you know, that, that scene that we get um, early on when, you know, she's talking about the guy snaking her drain and throwing one into her hedges. So I don't know why she didn't think this would sort of flash her back as well like i feel like this might have triggered her a little bit do you think maybe that's what she was hoping for oh subconsciously i'm sure she and barney are very similar she's thirsty yeah full thirst so she's playing go fish with him they're having a good time ish mm-hmm. says isn't this nice just making conversation just enjoying each other's company, and Barney's like, nope, I'm bored. She's like, yeah, this sucks. And they bang. (laughs) And now they're in bed, and we get the scene for a third time, same kind of porny music, and Barney's Mm -hmm. on the edge of the bed getting dressed again, and she says, again, that was amazing. I'm not lying, which is a new thing that she said, and this time instead we have Barney saying, it was the best sex I ever had. In a really deadpan voice. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, daddy's back. Looking fly as fuck. Right? My question to you, though. Did Rhonda lie? Did no. she lie to give him back his confidence? No? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She looks satisfied. She did, but it was Barney telling this. I mean, it's always going to be Barney telling the story, oh, that's right? True. Barney or Ted. And he did make out with Heidi Klum. Right. Wank. I love, he's like, just, Ted, come on. <laughs> like, can you just once be cool? It's the first time we get Barney doing that one. I, I just feel like she might have 
She wants to be the man maker again. Yeah. They're both fulfilling their old, you know, their... Their, their roles yeah, their in roles. society. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right, so what did you think of the yips? It's a fun episode. Yeah. It's cute. I love Barney episodes, too. Oh, they're so great. He, Neil Patrick Harris is so good. I mean, like, think about the range in this episode. Yeah, man. Yeah, we get to see hippie Barney. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see, like... You, we get to see that change that happens, yeah. like, as soon as he has sex. And then we get to see vulnerable Barney. And, yeah, there's a lot a lot of different angles here. The That's physical so comedy, true. too, at the Victoria's Secret. <laughs> yeah. The slapstick stuff. Pretty, yeah. So true. So, it's so fun. true. Yeah. What you think? It's great. I mean, it's. I, I was just thinking that there are, like, a few different kinds of well, obviously, there's a bunch of different kinds of episodes, but there's usually, like, the ones that really push the plot forward, and then there are the evergreen episodes, which can kind of get stuck in wherever. Mm-hmm. But then there are episodes where they go deeper into character, and this one you get a lot more character yeah. stuff, and those are usually the most fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great to learn more about Barney and to see vulnerable little baby Barney again, and James, of course, that I, I oh just my God. love. I just love so much and so good. And the Victoria's Secret stuff is just such a time capsule. So it mm. was just a very, I know. very enjoyable, tight, well written episode. Yeah, I didn't mind the little flashback to with the um, Victoria's Secret stuff. No. It was fun. Yeah, it was great. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see what all of y'all had to say about this episode. Our first one comes from Russell, who is one of our patrons and russell writes hey beautiful ladies my legendary moment for this episode is the party scene and barney going from bad to worse talking to the ladies it's incredible sad and funny at the same time talk to you later good one yes sad yeah, and russell. funny is definitely true yeah all right the next one is from summer who's another patron and just remember all of our patrons get their emails read in full on the show all of our other listeners who write in, we will definitely make sure your legendary moments make it in, but we may have to cut down your message for mm-hmm. time. But join our Patreon and we'll read the whole thing. So Summer says, hey, k and the Yips has to be one of my favorite episodes because I work at a gym. Oh. Mm. I work in aquatics, so <gasps> I'm not that much of a meathead. Don't judge me. Well, you'd probably see me doing water aerobics. So thank you for your service. Amazing. (laughs) So my legendary moment is the whole theme of the gym. I've seen all versions of the trainers and the gang at my job. I'm definitely Robin when it comes to working out. Same. Also, Heidi Klum has to be an honorable mention for a legendary moment. Mm -hmm. Random side note, but what's up with Ted wearing a New Orleans Saints shirt in one of the scenes? He's from Ohio. Summer. Ugh, Ted has no alliances anywhere. He lives in the moment, okay? (laughs) Not Ohio. (laughs) His His, parents live in Ohio. His parents live in Ohio, Summer. Okay. (laughs) Our next legendary moment comes from Lisa, another one of our patrons. This is another great episode. It's so relatable as an adult to want to join a gym, to get in shape, and to socialize, but then realize what a commitment it is and that you never end up going after that first week. Oh, yep. we missed that total last scene. Oh, where we they did. Just, where they just are like super excited about the gym and then they're like, and they're congratulating hey, never themselves. Again. Yep. Yes. So good call, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for wrapping that episode up nicely. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, she writes, yep, that exact situation happened to me. 
My legendary moment, though, has to be Barney. He actually comes back down to Earth for a bit this episode and is humanized. I love when we see backstories, and the fact that the reason he is the way he is is based on a scheme makes it even better. Mm, like mm-hmm. someone pulled a fast one on him for once. Yeah, right? That's it always delicious. Started from there. Good call. Honorable mention to Heidi Klum using a very complicated German phrase to describe the yips. It's a nice little Easter egg for us who have seen the whole show. And that's all I'll say because no spoilers. That's right. German does come back around later on. Mm-hmm. Nice one, Lisa. Okay, the next one is from Tish. She's another one of our patrons. And Tish says, hey, ladies, I'm not a huge fan of this episode, but my le- legendary moment is when everyone gets revenge on Ted and makes him go see that the, that crazy trainer. It was good payback. P.S. I'm in love with my shirt. She's talking about her Hey Beautiful merch shirt, everybody. I usually do laundry once every three weeks, but I couldn't wait two weeks to wear my shirt again, so I did a load just so I could wash my shirt and wear it again. Tish, that is love. It's so comfy and the perfect shirt for the weather here where it's cold in the morning but hot by the afternoon. Regards, Tish. Yay! That's so nice. And um, you might have seen Tish's photo that we posted on our Instagram Mm -hmm. story about merch. So if you buy stuff, send us a photo and we'll share it on our social media. Thank you so much, Tish. Our next legendary moment comes from Susan. Susan writes, hey guys, my legendary moment is Heidi Klum explaining what the yips is in German. Something about that scene always gets me and she's so sympathetic towards Barney. Susan. Yeah. She is. I was, in my notes, she, Heidi, again, being kinder than she needs to be. Yeah. Like just shushing him when he's about to be yeah. gross. I love it. I know. Um, Jeff wrote in and said that his legendary moment was Barney's attempts to hit on women when he has the yips and his brother James's line, I have a girlfriend. Hers is the only vagina for me. I love it. It's not scary at all. (laughs) (laughs) And Heidi Klum describing the yips in German. Oh, everyone loved that part. Mm. It's a good one. We have another patron, Bethany, who left us a legendary moment. And she writes, hey, beautiful ladies. This isn't one of my favorite episodes, so I won't say much. I think there are some small plot holes here in Barney's backstory. Also, I don't believe Neil Patrick Harris has a bod like that without working out. Yeah. There are a few funny moments in the episode, and it's always nice to see Wayne Brady. Agreed. Mm-hmm. My legendary moment is when Robin throws shade at Ted. He's totally started it, and she had a legendary comeback moment. Yes, girl. Stay beautiful, Bethany. Now the next one is from Abha. And Abba says, my favorite legendary moment is Ted and Robin at the gym. Ted repeatedly makes fun of Robin and tells her how seeing her in the gym has made all the sexual attention between them go away, culminating in Robin having a last word. Good one, Abba. I think that's, that's, uh, that's up there for me, too. I still haven't chosen mine. We have another uh, legendary moment from another patron, Bobby. Bobby writes, Hello, ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Robin at the gym. I love that she doesn't care what anyone thinks and just goes for it. Honorary mention to Ted finding (laughs) excuses not to work out. I totally do the same thing. Oh, I don't have a good podcast episode to listen to. Guess I can't go for a walk today. I hope you're both doing well. You know what, Bobby? We're only every other week, so you're welcome that we are sometimes an excuse for you to not go <laughs> happy to Happy to help. Happy to help you out. Okay, our last one comes from Beth. 
And Beth says, my legendary moment from the, the yips is when Barney is talking to Heidi Klum's. I love that she understood what was wrong with him. And I love goobity, 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 goobity. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast, Beth. Really good ones, everybody. So, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment? What's the most legendary of all of your The man maker. The man maker. All right. Yeah. Good one. She's the most legendary. She is fucking. She's literally legendary. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. I really liked um, definitely Robin having the last laugh on Ted being pathetic. Yeah. People said that one, so I'm going to go with, I see little hamburgers, because I just love that little line so much from Heidi. That is a great... Yeah. So, that's it. Ooh, good, because my brain is fried. Reading those Dude. legendary moments was tough. No offense. I loved all of your words. It's just it's just hard for my brain to function. I have been up since... It's been a long day for 4.30. Yeah. And then we had the live stream, too, so it's a lot of chatting. It's a lot of chatting. Yeah. So thank you for listening, everybody. Mm -hmm. We will see you next time for the Platinum Rule. And as we alluded to earlier, there is some stuff that happened in mid-season three in the background that we'll be able to talk about that I'm going to look into. Uh, So send your legendary moments from the Platinum Rule to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. If you love this recap, leave us an iTunes review. You can also support us by checking out our merch Zazzle.com slash Hey Beautiful Pod or joining our patron. Patreon is the word. Patreon.com slash Hey Beautiful Pod. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Mm-hmm.